0: Social scientists, so we have about 50 years left on this earth. With the population going out of control and diseases and energy problems and all these things, that's why the survivalist movement is so popular right now. People are stacking their basements with water and food and energy bars and all these things. In all of this, what does salvation have to do with last day events? Find out on this episode of Inverse.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, A Bible based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought provoking perspectives. Now, here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: Hey guys, thanks for joining us here on Inverse. Uh, If you followed us from episode to episode, we've covered the books of Daniel and Revelation and a lot of the facts regarding last-day events. But this week, we're going to look at salvation and the experience of Jesus, what that has to do with, with, with all of this, and I'm going to put it all together. So, start with prayer. Uh, Israel, can you pray for us? Sure, and let's then we'll pray. And we'll get into the lesson.
2: Father in heaven, it is time for us to study the most important topic of all, the topic of salvation. And we pray that the God who gives this gift freely would join us in this conversation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Cal, our, our starting verse will be in First John 4:10. It's kind of a nice verse to start off with. Can you read us, read for us that passage?
3: Yes, First John 4:10 says, "In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us, and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins."
0: Okay. Siku, can you break that down, break that break it down for us? What's what's a what does that have to do with all all uh, what we're talking about?
3: Well. Um John,
1: in this book, in the first book of John, yeah um, he's talking about love. he talks about love, 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 and then he gets to verse ten of chapter four, and he says, "Let me show you what a picture of love looks like. Mm-hmm. Is that not that we loved God but that he loved us, and why is that a picture of love is because Jesus came to be the, the the bring us back into a relationship with God mm-hmm. we're the ones who messed up, and then God is the one who steps in and says, "You know what I am going to." bring you back to Myself. It's like somebody hurts you and then you're the one who goes out of your way to make sure that you are reconciled with Mm -hmm. the person who hurts you. And the way that God does that is He sends His Son, Mm. He gives of Himself, He he sacrifices Himself so that He could be reconciled with us. And then John points at this and He says, this is what love looks like. Mm -hmm. So that you could have salvation, God sent His only Son, to bring us back together with him. To yeah,
0: bring, you, you are starting off this episode awesome. on, on some profound thoughts here. Mm-hmm. There There's a lot going on in that verse. There are different components to God, if I could say that, mm-hmm. different persons of God. You have God and his son. And what's really cool, well, I'm going okay, to extrapolate from what you're saying, is that if I kind of zoom out, you look at all the other religions out there, and they always talk about this guy, and he taught this, and taught this, and taught this. But in Christianity, Jesus did teach these things, but he also did did stuff, mm. and He does it on on our behalf. It's yeah. kind of the crucial difference between Christianity and all these other religions. I mean, like,
1: if you look at all these all, uh, other religions, mm. the fact that God, a divine being, would condescend to even interact mm-hmm. with His creation is huge. Mm-hmm. But then Christianity goes a step further that He doesn't just interact with you, but He is willing to sacrifice Himself. In order to have a relationship with you, I mean, mm-hmm. it—it's—it's it's mind-blowing.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and John defines us as love. Um, Israel, enlighten yeah. us. Let's let's look at each of the persons of, of of the Godhead a little bit more, and let's look at Jesus here.
2: Real quick, before we go into that, okay. there's the story of I, in the story of salvation. You have also within the within the narrative of Scripture, you have this concept of the sanctuary, which is basically the story of salvation, and and I think that this verse kind of encapsulates that. Mm-hmm because it's talking about the fact that God doesn't just give us his son out of love, but here he's giving him as a peace offering. This is a sacrifice. And so you have this sanctuary language here of God coming to offer up his own son as a sacrifice to to once again enter into a peace. So relationship you're bringing in,
0: in this other Old Testament mm-hmm. uh, imagery. Yeah. So that you're looking at the Bible together as a whole. And you got Jesus all in the New Testament, and you got Old Testament. You got this old language about buildings and sanctuary and 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 sacrifices. But you're yeah. actually saying it's all together. Yeah.
2: You can and you can see the sanctuary motif throughout all of Scripture, and I think as we talk a little bit more about Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, more of that will come up, but this, I I felt like this verse kind of perfectly encapsulates that concept of of, of, of God coming in and literally offering up His Son as a peace offering, which when you think about that, there is no greater explanation or expression Mm -hmm. of love that a father would give his only son to earn the peace Mm -hmm. of a group of people that have jeopardized the relationship. We looked
0: at it last week a bit where Jesus is now in the book of Revelation Right. Jesus is now in the heavenly sanctuary, as revealed in the book of Revelation, yep. and and he's Jesus is the the Lamb. Jesus is the priest. Jesus is the sanctuary. Jesus is the holy place. Jesus Jesus is like everything. Everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of break that. Let's break about to my original question that you didn't really answer. Yep. Uh, to yeah, you have, you have <laughs> God the have Father. You have God the Father and God the Son here, and let's kind of tease those out. And mm-hmm. I, I know in the end, it's just God, and He loves us, and He's trying to save us. Right. But yeah. each of them kind of yeah. do play a God different is, role. God
2: is love is going to be the ultimate summary yes. of everything. Yes, yes, yes. And I, the role and but each each of these uh, each of the Godhead plays a major role in our salvation. And according to this text, is the role that God plays is that He demonstrates His love by giving. Mm-hmm. And so, if there's anything that we can learn about who God is or what God does, He plays perhaps the greatest role, right? The greatest role of all, which is a willingness to give okay. His Son, and that's the expression of love. So, what does God do in our, for our salvation? He loves us enough to give the ultimate gift of His Son.
1: And, you know, like, the thing about giving giving your Son, um, I, growing up you hear a lot about Jesus, you know, Jesus died for our sins, He sacrificed Himself, and and yes, um, you know, when you, when you think about giving of your own child, yeah. it's one thing to give yourself, yeah, it's one thing to say, okay, you know what, hurt me, but, you know, um, seeing your child suffering, you wish you could take that pain on yourself. Like, I'd rather be the one who's hurting than for my child to hurt. So for God to give his own son so that someone who hurt him could be reconciled to him, it's it's inconceivable that any parent would even do that. that. That is... How crazy God's love is for us that he'd be willing to part with his own son so that we could be brought back to him
2: and that's where you have that classic text John three sixteen you know for God so loved the world that he gave he didn't lend us Jesus, mm-hmm. but he gave Jesus to us as as an eternal gift. Jesus will forever be one with humanity and that's that's his
0: role. I love in, how in, in we're Jonah. we're defining kind of what what love is i mean this is this is kind of this is very profound. We've got to, have to take some time to, to breathe <laughs> through some of this. because um, So God is, God, listen, God the Father, and he's the one that gives. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So you're, you're defining love, or at least God in his person mm-hmm. is defining what love is in, in the action yeah, of giving. Um, how is that reflected in the person of Jesus?
2: Yeah, well, I think Jesus demonstrates his love, I think, in two ways. Yeah. First of all, in, in being willing to be offered up. Yeah. But secondly, here you have an interaction that takes place between God and humanity. And and that interaction is an eternal interaction. So, you know, we have, and I think we have in this lesson, uh, John 1, uh, 1 through 3, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Yep. Now, notice there that it says that the Word was in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And so, Jesus here is an expression of God through the Word. Now, in this this interplay here, you actually have the interplay of mediation, or a mediator. You have the Word of God going from the mouth of God to the ear of humanity. Mm -hmm. And so, Jesus is an intercessor, a mediator, even from the very, very beginning of time. And so, the role that Jesus plays is that He is constantly, from eternity past to the present to eternity future, Constantly connecting humanity and divinity. Mm -hmm. And this is the role that Jesus plays. Yeah.
0: His being. -hmm. And the
1: the text that comes to mind, John 14. John 14. Yeah. Um,
0: Verse
1: 8. Verse 8. Where Philip says to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? What Israel is saying, yeah. that Jesus came as a revelation of the Father so that all the good stuff that we see about Jesus, you know, and, and some people would say, oh, you know, I'm a New Testament Christian. You know, I believe in Jesus in the New Testament and not that God of the Old Testament who was so mean and he used to kill people. But Jesus is saying what I am revealing to you is who the Father actually is. So if you love Jesus in the New Testament, He's actually revealing to you the Father. So you, there, there's probably a misunderstanding of who God is if you read the Old Testament, and He's different from Jesus who you see in the New Testament. Mm-hmm.
2: And we kind can. of
0: ironic. You see yeah. the Old Testament is actually pointing to Jesus, but Jesus actually points to God the Father. Right. And it's just this thing. Sorry, is And right. you can't,
2: you, I'm saying you also can't, um, you can't divorce the fact that not only that not only is Jesus revealing the father to us but also more importantly well not more importantly but also equally important i guess is the fact that he's revealing us to the father mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And, and and we is need Jesus as priest yes, to, to be right. an intercessor
0: between the two yeah uh-huh.
2: and so i think that all over all over scripture because we, we normally think about Jesus, his role in salvation, simply as the mediator right now in the end, he is the end time mediator, mm-hmm. um, and and that is true. But I think Scripture paints a picture of Jesus as being the mediator, the eternal mediator, constantly revealing to us the love of the Father and constantly revealing to God humanity in its best form.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm after the break we'll come back to this this discussion on on God the Father and God the Son and this whole Godhead and how at the end of the day what does this have to do with last day events stay tuned stick around after the break
1: has inverse been a blessing to you do you have questions comments or feedback you'd like to leave us find us on social media by searching inverse bible on Facebook Twitter Instagram or YouTube while there Join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is InverseBible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion.
0: Hey, welcome back. We're gonna to go to Philippians chapter two here, and it's probably the most profound passage that, that I mean, all the Bible is profound, and every passage is like my favorite passage. But Callie, <laughs> can you read from verse five to, to whenever we get tired of you, verse five?
3: Cool, all right. <laughs> even the death of the cross
0: okay galley break that down for us a little bit i mean in terms of i mean we can we can spend like all all yeah. quarter on that passage <laughs> Right. Um, but in terms of the love of God, I mean, we, we really distilled the love of the Father in terms of giving. We talked about the, the eternal nature of Jesus being the intermediary between divinity and humanity. And this actually gives us another glimpse in Jesus. Yeah. Um, gives Siku
3: place. touched on it earlier, too, mm-hmm. about this idea that God gave uh, Jesus, and mm-hmm. not only interacting with humanity, but dying for humanity. But He became humanity. So it's not only like, I'm going to interact with you as God, but you're going to see me almost as a peer, almost, mm-hmm. even though I'm still God. And we have this kind of two Sided part of Jesus, where He is equal to God. He has verse nine. He's exalted above, his a name of every other name, but He humbled Himself to come as a man and to die and even the death of the cross, which is one of the most, if not the most, humiliating death someone can go through. Mm-hmm. So, we have this fact that He's still so much God, but He gave up a lot of that so that He could become salvation for
0: mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. You see how Jesus, in, in his, in, if I could maybe distill the love of the Father in, term, when, in, in as giving, but here you have Jesus, He's giving His life
2: mm-hmm. yeah. to the
0: point of, of death, yeah. um, very extreme, both in, in right. that sense. Yeah.
2: Well, he can't he can't go any lower than what he goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like he's at the absolute lowest what else point. Can I yeah. Do? What else can I do? Isn't in terms of, hum- of of humility and humiliation, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it actually as as you were reading it, reminds me of it reminds me of the crazy things that you'll do for love. You mm-hmm. know, this reminded me of the time when I um, I asked my wife to be my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and. You know, I took did her. She, say yes? she she eventually <laughs> said yes, because yeah. she's my wife. Yes. So, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, and so did that work out okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, eventually it did, because she's my wife. So, um, you know, I took her down this like romantic, uh, nice little path in in Vermont, and um, and we were at the cemetery, and <laughs> uh, Whoa, romantic. Yeah. not, not romantic. It's all got
0: it got
2: <laughs> dark. And you know, I, I went through my whole, you know, romantic speech of like, when I die, I at want the to cemetery? have. At cemetery. Yeah. Okay. Listen to the story okay, I want. I'm, I'm sorry. T- I'm <laughs> we're, we're recording. And <laughs> and so I'm I'm telling um, I'm telling her how I want you know at the end of my life I want to have. I don't want to be like a singular tombstone. I want to have two tombstones because there's Aww.
3: partners in no, life. It's yeah, it's, it's creepy. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> all, right. all right. So,
2: uh,
0: so we'll have another whole episode on State <laughs> of the Dead where Israel will not be part of that one. And in uh, death, there are not actually. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Can you show? So,
2: <laughs> Basically, it, it, at the end of at the end of my romantic appeal for her to be my Preaching my girlfriend to, your right? to yeah. be your
3: second tombstone yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to
2: be my second tombstone, my partner through the journey of life. Okay, that's okay. And um, I think it's Dementic. romantic. Thank you, thank yeah. you, yeah, it. she did too. <laughs> well, a- after that, you know, she began to ask me all these questions, mm-hmm. like, "How do you know this is going to work? Um, we're going to have long distance." She started asking all these practical uh, questions, which I had no answers for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just watched my that. tombstone <laughs> yeah, next I to me. I That's I all I knew. I do. thought <laughs> about that. And, and 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 as she began to ask these questions, like, I could feel my. I could feel myself just kind of shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this is, this is humiliating, you know, and, and this is humiliation. And I kept on telling myself, but this is what I have to do for the sake of love, mm-hmm. you know. And so anyways, that's what it reminded me of.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's very interesting that you take that love component out and the, two, the conversation that two, the two of you would ha- would have had, or, or did, or I don't know what grammatically it would be the right thing, but would, would be a very legalistic conversation. Oh, yeah, true. it talks about the details, the to do, the conditions. And I think a lot of times we have that relationship with God that once when, when there is love there, you still ask those questions. They need, need to be answered and mm-hmm. you want to accomplish all those things. But there's a motive that, that, that drives that. It's, that yeah. it's, 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 it's marginal, it's not central. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, and here in the, in the picture of, in the story of salvation, you have a God who is willing to do whatever it takes yes. in order to save humanity, even even not just to become a human being or a, or a sinful human being or the lowest of sinful human beings, but the criminal that suffers the worst kind of yeah, death in the lowest of the lowest yeah. of the lowest. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's uh, transition to now the third person of the Godhead. I think a nice place to go to is John 16. And see yes. you mind reading that for us? John 16, um, verse 8, I believe. Yes. And we're seeing that each of the persons of the Godhead has a, has a particular role. We're kind of seeing this ecosystem of salvation and, and um, in the end, it's God. We, we praise the Lord for that, but, you know, how does this all work? Um, verse 8 to 13.
1: Okay, John sixteen eight, And when he has come, he's speaking about the helper who would come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of Truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come.
0: Okay, so we talked about God the Father, God the Son. How does the Holy Spirit fit into all this? Is the Spirit this force, this impersonal? My sound effects there (laughs) between God the Father, God the Father and God the Son, or or what's going on here someone someone what
2: strikes me of this of, what, what strikes me of this passage is the fact that there's an interaction a constant interaction between the spirit yes. and you right okay. it's like and he and you and he and you and so there's this kind of relationship that is taking place between the you know the person of the Holy Spirit with us personally as well and so you have this intimate relationship that exists between the Holy Spirit and humankind so
0: god the father is upstairs in heaven jesus ascended upstairs to heaven and he sent us the holy spirit so right now on a practical everyday level our main interaction with with the lord is through the holy spirit okay yeah. it's us and the holy spirit yeah Callie? and
3: i like the fact that he points out that the holy spirit isn't separate so it's like he says that he doesn't even speak on his own authority, but he mm-hmm. speaks from what he hears. Mm-hmm. So uh, everything they do is coming back to the Godhead. It's not just, oh, yeah, we sent the Holy Spirit's like our sidekick <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to go take care of you guys. Mm-hmm. But everything that you've had in Jesus, you'll still have of with equal the Holy stature, Spirit. Equal standing. Yeah, so it's not okay. like these different rankings of yes. go- or like demigods or things mm-hmm. like that. Yes. It's all God. It's all love. And they all give in different ways. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So let me ask you, this is the golden question. We've been building up to this apex <laughs> to this point. So praise the Lord, God is love, God is the Father, God is all this thing going on. And then we have this thing called last day events. We've been talking about this whole quarter. And then the world is coming to an end soon. And like I said in my teaser, I mean, people are, even non-believers are preparing for water and and digging holes in the ground and living in them, (laughs) with the houses and, and, you know, whatever they're doing. And as Christians, are we called to that kind of preparation? Or what's the spiritual link between the two? Siku.
1: Like, you know, talking about the Holy Spirit, the way that the Holy Spirit, He would come after Jesus ascended to heaven. Yes. So That Jesus says that as things are winding up, you know, we had the Old Testament and God was pointing to Jesus coming. Jesus comes, you have the New Testament. And then Jesus says, once I go, to, when, when I ascend to heaven, the Holy Spirit is going to come and He's going to be mediating this relationship that we should be having with God. Mm-hmm. So that all throughout history. the history mm-hmm. of humanity, God has been working to to mediate a relationship between us and Him. So as we're coming to the end of time, God's purpose is to be reunited with us. That's the whole point of the end of time, right? Mm -hmm. And so the work that God is doing throughout history is so that we can be connected with Him. And more so, and most importantly, as we're coming to the climax of this period, is that we should have a relationship with God mm-hmm. in a salvific relationship with God
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, through the person of the Holy Spirit in this time.
0: Mm-hmm. We're seeing that God is wrapping things up. In many ways the character of God is being misinterpreted as he's gonna punish all these people and, and, and if, I think our natural reaction, if it's fear, then there's something wrong with our standing with God or something yeah. indicative of something going on, yeah? So, Cal, how how do we develop that relationship more? I mean, we, we can talk about these profound things, and I think we have a very very, very profound discussion here, but what are some practical elements... How do we how do we get into that? How do we have that assurance in the last days?
3: Um, well, I think it starts out with something we talked about a few weeks ago. When we talked about Daniel, about he purposed in his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so it comes before the crisis. So we establish this relationship with Jesus. Now not wait till, well, I have to make a decision now. So that's the first mm-hmm. thing. And the second is allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. So this isn't just, yeah, God's up there. Jesus paid the price. Thanks. Figure out yourself. But the Holy Spirit is here to guide us in all truth, which is what it says in John 6 and to Mm -hmm. convict us of sin and to guide us and so fostering that relationship through prayer through the study of God's word and through abiding in him in those ways that is how we can know him now so it's not so then we know him in the future because to me The point, the reason salvation is so important in the end times, is because it takes away all the fear. Mm -hmm. Um, If we know Jesus, I think
0: that's huge. You got to repeat that one more time (laughs) because that was you said it in passing. But I think that's like the thing, the the the, the takeaway. Yeah. The
3: connection between salvation and the end times is salvation takes away all the fear. Yes. The reason we're afraid is because we don't trust God. What's God going to do? Is this going to happen? Do I need water? Do I need food? Do I need a right. basement? Like, what do I need? Right. But God says, I have done things for you that you can never do for yourself, mm-hmm. and you can trust me with that. Mm-hmm. You can trust me today when everything seems fine, and you can trust me when literally everything that is registering to your senses is falling apart. Mm-hmm. And so if we trust Jesus in such a way that he can save us in our spiritual eternal sense, then he can also be trusted to save us in the temporal sense when the world's falling Apart.
0: It's on that basis where the Lord reveals all these last day events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When I was a child, I remember that uh, we, my my friends and I, would like sit in the back of the car during service and not be at church, and we'd all like imagine ways what would be the most. Painful ways that the world would persecute us, and the last day events would be—you know—they'd throw us into a dishwasher and they put us on the high cycle and they pour wow. soap in. there like, well, you recant?" You know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and oh we're like, goodness. "No, I will not." And press high. You know, and, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "That would be horrible." It's hot water and then suffocation <laughs> and then soap all at the same time.
3: That sounds pretty terrible. And
0: that's actually a fear-based. And at that time, I had a zero relationship gotcha. with Jesus, even though I had gone to church the entire time, even though I've heard about it, even I can even give a Bible study, I mean, in terms of the Bible verses yeah. and whatnot, but I had no experience about it.
3: And I think that's the point, is if we have end times separated from salvation, it mm. is just straight up fear, bad mm-hmm. things are going to happen. There's no hope in that, right. look at all these scary things, but it has to be centered on Christ to have the hope and plus, the joy that still comes with it. Plus, you, you can't have
1: the salvation concept without an end time. Yeah. because the whole sure. point is he wants to
0: save us. That's From totally right. I mean, what's the point of an end time if this whole salvation thing doesn't make sense? It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's,
2: There's, that's, that's so, so profound. In, in, in Matthew chapter 28, the last words of Jesus are recorded. Yeah, at the very end, he says, all authority is given to me in heaven and on earth. Mm-hmm. Go, therefore, make disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 18 through 20, yeah. okay. Yep. And he says, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age and to the end of the world. Before God gives us, or before Jesus gives us even a picture of the end of the world, He gives us a picture of who He is. And it is in this passage that God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all three uh, spoken about. More than just a information about what's going to happen in the time of the end, you have a picture of who God is in His totality. Everyone in heaven, all of the Godhead is interested in our salvation, mm-hmm. and so we have a glimpse of God, focus on Jesus, focus on God, focus on God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. This is the the critical thing of understanding, I think the end times. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just amazing we see like God, you know, the Godhead, this whole I call it the ecosystem of heaven, like this entire just i can't the screen is not big enough to fit my my, my hands like <laughs> all of this is out there. To save us and to yeah. love us and to comfort us mm-hmm. and to impact us. Mm-hmm. And that's the main emphasis. And then on top of that, there's this information that what will happen to help us navigate through
3: yeah, those by the days. Way. By the way.
0: <laughs> right? But sometimes that's we place this tough, emphasis yeah. on this by the way, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. exclusion of all this. Yeah. yeah. I think um, this really revives a desire for me to understand more about last day events and in the light of mm-hmm. God's love, in mm-hmm. the light of, mm-hmm. of God's assurance of salvation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that's your prayer. I hope that's your prayer out there. Perhaps you have been a great student of prophecy and you know about every little detail and the calculations and the, you know, the numbers and everything, but you don't have an assurance of salvation. More than the knowledge, it is the assurance of salvation, the assurance of God's love that will get us through these last days. That's our prayer. Hopefully that's yours. Thanks for watching this episode of Inverse. We'll see you next week.
1: You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.